financial news you can use. This is Money Sense with Kevin Hagedis and Brent Lugs. Kevin Hagedis, certified financial planner, is the founder of PWM Financial Services Inc., which focuses on financial planning, tax strategies, and insurance services. If you would like to learn more about the insurance services discussed in this program, call the PWM offices. This is Money Sense with Kevin Hagedis and Brent Lowes. It's Money Sense time on News Talk Radio. Hi, I'm your host, Brent Lauchs, joined this weekend by Stuart Gelotch. Stuart is the insurance advisor who works so hard at PWM Financial Services, Inc. How are you doing today, Stuart? I like that, Brent. <laughs> I'm well, Brent, yeah. <laughs> Want to keep you in good stead with the boss there. Absolutely. Thank you, yeah. Today, we're going to be talking about how people can use insurance when it comes to business planning. Tell me more. Exactly, Brent. Uh, I know that uh, in a recent show we talked about how we use it in our personal planning process, but various types of insurance can also be used in in certain business planning areas. So for business owners or prospective business owners, or maybe you're a, a key person in an existing business, this show should be of interest to you. We're back with more on insurance in the business world. This is Money Sense on News Talk Radio. Welcome back to our Money Sense program. We've got Stuart Gelot, the insurance advisor at PWM Financial Services, on the topic of using insurance in the business world. So where do we get started on this topic, Stuart? Well, uh, the most common thing I talk about with business owners is debt. Um, and it's a simple application of insurance uh, in the in the business world. It is much different than the personal planning world, but uh, debt coverage is really where uh, we see most of the insurance placed. Um, as with personal debt, uh, we need to look at the terms, whether it's a loan or line of credit. Um, and I, I always look at worst-case scenarios, specifically with uh, the line of credit. Um, and we look at you know what would be the maximum amount that would be on that line um, if we need to cover it. With a loan, it's a little easier. You know, we start with the loan amount. Obviously, it reduces, and then we can uh, reduce the insurance um, as the loan balance reduces. And I'm assuming this would be what a term insurance solution here. Yes, Brent, it would. Um, you know, again, as we did in the personal situation, we would match the length of the term of the insurance with the term of the debt. Um, you know, most companies these days um, have various lengths of coverage, um, you know, and, and we'd add this in some cases, uh, they can actually deduct um, the cost of the insurance. Now, I, I must reiterate it's the cost, mm-hmm. um, but there would need to be documented proof from the lender that that um, they're requiring the insurance coverage in order to be able to dedu- uh, write it off. Sorry. We're on the topic of using insurance in the business world with Stuart Gillott. Stuart was just talking about making use of insurance, uh, if you're a business owner, of course, to cover off any outstanding debt that the company or business might have on your passing. Uh, What would be the next business planning opportunity that you see insurance being used here, Stuart? Well, quite often, Brent, it's the the buy-sell or or the shareholders agreement. And what kind of insurance would we be using there? Again, uh, this one is a little more, um, you know, difficult in a sense that you'd have to uh, review and see how that agreement is set up. Um, where there's two or more shareholders or partners involved in a business, it's important to, to actually have a formal buy-sell agreement. I find quite often that, you know, it's word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, but you need to have something that uh, addresses, you know, what's going to happen in the event of a death 
illness or sometimes disability of you know one of those shareholders um, and in the analysis that I've done over the years um, it's going to be less costly to use insurance to fund a buyout clause uh, than to borrow money um, or even liquidate assets uh, to come up with the funds to fulfill uh, that application or obligation sorry um, so the most common insurance uh, that we use um, you know is life insurance to cover that off um, but there's also sometimes a need for critical illness insurance um, or buy-sell uh, disability insurance. And would these all be term insurance solutions? Um, in most cases, Brent, yes. Um, uh, determining the length of time that the shareholders um, see the business um, being theirs together, that's really the key thing. So in the shorter timeline, we would match up uh, insurance um, to that. However, if there's a longer uh, timeline and a significant on, ongoing cash flow in the business, we might look at whole life as an, uh, a solution there. Mm-hmm. Um, this could then provide the sh- uh, shareholders, um, you know, not only to protect in the buy-sell, but it would offer the opportunity to tax shelter some of that cash uh, inside of their uh, business. Um, we could use the accumulation of dividends um, in a cash value life insurance policy um, or an investment account inside of a universal life policy to provide you know, extra future values for the shareholders in the future. And what kind of values are we looking at here? Well, let's look at an example. Um, you know, we've discussed this thoroughly, and, and we are in that situation where the clients, um, you know, have that extra cash flow. We've determined the amount of money that uh, they need for the, the buy-sell. Um, but they, they very much want a hands-off approach to this uh, concept uh, strategy. So we would use whole life in this uh, part. Then it's up to the insurance company to pay the dividends in. Um, uh, one we did for shareholders uh, that were quite young, um, they each bought a million-dollar policy um, on an annual basis. Um, there was a young lady, 35-year-old non-smoker. The annual cost for the plan was 13160 So when she, we moved forward 20 years, um, and the death benefit on this through those accumulating dividends has increased to $1.4 million now. And the value of the policy, um, based on the you know the current dividends, is just over six hundred thousand. At age sixty-five, the death benefit would be one point nine million, and the cash value just over eight hundred and fifty thousand. So, what would happen if the dividends don't perform as they currently are, there, Stuart? Excellent question, Brent, and and this is something that uh, we do talk about uh, when reviewing whole life with with clients. Um, Let's say if the um, dividend scale were to reduce by 1% um, and hasn't done that for many, many years now. Um, But at 55, the death benefit would be 1.3 million versus the 1.4 earlier. Um, and where the big impact is is on the cash value. The cash value would be um, three hundred and sixty thousand versus six hundred. Um, but at age sixty-five, um, death benefit is one point six million, and the cash value is seven hundred thousand. So not too much off the eight hundred and fifty that uh, with the current dividend scale. Yeah, very interesting. We're talking about different ways insurance is used in your business world. If you're a business owner, and Stuart, I know we've talked about uh, critical illness insurance before, but maybe you can go over that again. 
Definitely. Um, as with life insurance, uh, we would follow the guidance of the agreement uh, itself um, to determine the length of the solution. Um, you know, term, insu- term insurance solutions, you know, we just match up to the length. Um, however, again, when we go back to the good cash flow, we can use this as a, in a dual purpose. Um, and we can use, and I know you and I have talked about this on previous shows, uh, a split dollar or shared ownership strategy where um, the, the business is protected by the, the critical illness benefit mm-hmm. um, and uh, the shareholder partakes in uh, some of that uh, payment of the premium as well. I do recall us talking about that when we did our critical illness program just a few weeks ago. That's correct, Brett. Um, better memory than me. Um, maybe I can just review an example to illustrate how this uh, this works. Um, we we had a farm operation. We're both uh, we're 50 years old. Um, during the process, we'd um, determined that the the husband, however, was the main labor force generator in this, and they decided just to move forward with the critical illness policy in place um, on his. Uh, things so to protect the wife and the family of some major financial impact if he were to become uh, injured or uh, ill. Um, he wants to make sure that the funds are readily available to cover off, you know, the farm equipment loans and such like that. So after going through the needs analysis, we decided that uh, he needed about half a million dollars, um, and we used the term to age 75 because um, he was definitely going to be um, out of the farm by that point. And then we used a little feature um, called return a premium um, that would have been, uh, after 15 years, uh, eligible for 100% of return of the premiums. So the total amount of this uh, premium was uh, 19710 If we were to break it down and, and we, we look at the shared ownership strategy, um, just shy of 11000 is what the corporation would pay. Um, and then personally, um, he would be paying just over $8,700 himself. So after 15 years, um, the goal would be that the, the client, um, you know, they've never had a claim on the policy. The corporation um, no longer uh, holds any more major debts or anything like that, and they're looking at transitioning the farm to the sun. So at that point, they don't need the critical illness protection anymore, um, and they could um, cancel it, and they would have personally paid $131,625. However, he would receive tax-free a check um, for two hundred and ninety-five thousand six hundred and fifty. Oh. So you can easily see how this protection would, you know, add peace of mind for the business owners while they're still, um, you know, giving um, and working in that. Uh, but then giving them the opportunity to recoup all of those premiums um, in a very unique, tax-efficient way. Interesting information that we're getting from Stuart Jalot. Uh, we're talking about ways to use insurance in the business world, and we'll continue our discussion after this break. You're listening to Money Sense. Welcome back on our Money Sense program. Stuart Jalot, PWM Financial Services, Inc. He's the insurance advisor there, talking about the different products that they can offer to you if you are a business owner or a key person in a business using insurance in the business world. Uh, Stuart, you mentioned earlier in the program there's sometimes a need for disability coverage in the business world. How does that work? Yeah, this is a this is a, a product or a solution that a number of uh, our disability providers have uh, created. Um, they have a specific disability um, category called the buy sell disability plan, 
Um, and it would provide, as critical illness and life insurance, the necessary funds um, should one or more of the business owners um, become disabled. Um, this coverage provides funds to help complete that buyout, so provide the funds and, and pay it out. Um, it's it's the buy sell plan is ideally suited for owners of privately held businesses. So the the plan provides a, a lump sum payment. Um, and is only available um, in four occupation classes, the, the 2A, 3A, and 4A. Um, those don't probably mean much to our listeners unless they listen to our disability <laughs> talk the other day. But um, let's kind of walk through. Uh, so 2A is our electricians, locksmiths, florists, resa- uh, massage mar- um, therapists. 3As um, would be people like bank managers, clerks, and tellers, um, you know, and some property managers and librarians. When we talk about the 4A, then we're moving into the, the professionals, uh, such as doctors, dentists, um, lawyers, uh, and so on. Um, the only stipulation with this coverage um, is that all the shareholders must apply for this coverage. So, um, you know, you can't just have one uh, opt for it. Any other considerations when it comes to all three types of insurance? Uh, this certainly is, Brent. Uh, you know, when it comes to key employees, um, we can insure um, uh, or use insurance, sorry, to protect against the the uh, business loss of, of a key person, um, you know, whether they're dying, becoming critically ill or disabled. Would they work the same as the buy-sell insurance solutions you talked about? Uh, definitely. The life insurance and critical illness insurance uh, would. The company would buy the insurance on the key person. Um, they would be the owner, payer, and beneficiary of the policy. Um, this would allow them to have funds available um, you know, when they need it uh, to cover costs associated with the loss of that key person. Uh, with the critical illness, uh, we could also look at uh, shared ownership, um, and this would allow the key person to surrender the policy should they not become critically ill in the future, um, you know, and, and protecting the company all the, all the way, um, you know, and this could be a good way to augment uh, retirement savings. What about key person disability insurance? Good question. And uh, there is actually, uh, again, the insurance companies have uh, developed specific uh, plans for this. Um, so it provides benefits in the event that a key employee becomes uh, completely disabled. Um, again, it's only available in those 2A, 3A, and 4A. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's two types of key person coverages. There's a wage loss plan and a reimbursement plan. So the key person coverage um, for wage loss, uh, this is a plan to decide, are designed to provide a source of income for a key employee while he or she is disabled. Um, the premium is deductible to the employer, but is considered a taxable benefit to the employee. Um, so the, de- death, the disability benefit is tax-free to the um, key employee. So on their regular checks, they would see a deduction for, for this coverage. When we use it as a reimbursement plan, this is designed to help protect the company from lost sales or increased expenses um, uh, or high replacement costs when a key employee becomes totally disabled. Doubling up these two coverages, um, uh, you know, with regular individual-owned disability coverage is allowed. Um, in this situation, the premium is not deductible and the disability benefits come into the company tax-free. 
Um, so the policy must be company-owned and cannot be assigned at all. I know that on previous shows uh, you've talked about uh, disability insurance. There's also coverage that a business owner can get to cover some of their overhead expenses? You have a good memory, Brent. Yes, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> we haven't talked about that for a while. Um, there is a specific insurance solution that uh, is done that, and we do use that. Um, so the over expense plan, uh, overhead expense plan, sorry, um, is a disability plan um, that would provide reimbursement um, for eligible business expenses. Um, and so they would be things like rent, cost of utilities, property taxes, uh, property insurance, uh, cost of leasing furniture and equipment, uh, cost of the telephone, uh, communication services, um, cost of independent accounting and legal services. I know we've uh, discussed using insurance to cover off business debt, uh, the shareholders agreement and the key people of the company. Any other business needs that you're able to assist business owners with? There actually is. Um, We also have the ability to help uh, businesses put in place an employee benefits plan. Um, This can be a good tool for business owners to attract or retain employees. Um, You know, and this may be the first time they're looking at it, or they may be looking for a second opinion on their current plan. Um, These plans offer a a wide variety of benefits, um, the key ones being the health and dental coverage. um, But Quite often they look at uh, disability coverage, life insurance, critical illnesses is also another option. Um, but one of the areas that uh, we've begun to do quite a bit more work with, with smaller businesses is health spending accounts. What are, what are they all about, Stuart? Well, the health spending account is a good way for a business to um, cover off those same expenses as a health and dental plan, um, but run them through their own personal business and and get a um, a tax deduction for that. Uh, Maybe they don't want to pay the ongoing cost for a group plan. Um, This might be something that uh, the clients want to reach out and talk further with me about. Well, and anyone listening to our program right now uh, interested in any of these business insurance strategies want to find out more, how do they reach you? Uh, They can reach me by the phone, uh, 306-975-9500, or check us out on uh, the website, uh, www.pwmprivatewealth.com. Lots of good information for business owners in our program here this weekend. Stuart Jalant, thanks so much for your time. Thank you, Brent. Appreciate it. This is Money Sense. Insurance products and services are offered through PWM Financial Services, Inc., an independent company registered through and affiliated with PPI Management, Inc., which is not a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You've been listening to Money Sense.